Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The GW Show. I am your host, Marcus Weisner, and with me, as always, after this wonderful week one, we had my man, the co-host himself, Mr. Dan Gonzalez. What's going on, man? How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing all right, you know. Um, I don't get too worked up over week one. You know, week one, I kind of just, you know, I'm like, okay. I'm like, now we can see what we can improve on. Um. But um, you know, your boys obviously suffered a bigger loss, you know, on the field. Off, I should say, well, I, I would say on the field, and off and off the field issue. You know, Dak Prescott unfortunately is out for the next two and a half months. Yeah, we'll uh, I'll get into all that later, man. I I gotta, I gotta get some some shit off my chest with that. Like literally, yeah, Marcus, Marcus has a soliloquy coming out today. Yeah, man. I I gotta I gotta vent about that. But today, man, um, we've got a we've got a nice little show, obviously, for ahead of y'all. The the good thing is, is not only was it college football, which by the way, a, a damn good college football weekend, but a Very really a, a really really good week one, overall week one, uh, of the NFL. Actually, currently right now, um, during this is the um, Seattle Seahawks and Denver Broncos. Which um, throwing that out there, Dan, real quick. Uh, my my man, Geno Smith out here, um, doing a hell of a job so far. A hell of a job against Denver. I'm just saying right now. I'm looking at Geno. I'm looking at these Geno Smith highlights right now because they're playing on the TV. These are the most scripted play calls I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm just make, I'm just putting that out there. These play calls are beyond scripted, and I think once they open up the playbook. All, all I gotta say right now is I'm I'm losing to my brother by six points in my one fantasy. Javante Williams just has to get me six more points, and we're good. He has ten point three at the half. Finish the job, my man. You are a keeper. Finish the job. I, uh, he's, he's... I have never I have never lost to my brother in fantasy. I don't want to start right now. Yeah, um, I think you'll be all right. There's a whole other second half at the, at, and, uh, and they're doing a lot of halfback screens and he's the primary catcher right now. So fingers crossed. Oh yeah. You'll be fine, man. Yeah. You're, you're fine. I don't think you have anything to worry about. Plus also too, we get to listen to the great commentating of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Hey, I'm going to need some respect on the two time, the two hall of famers over in that booth. Okay. I've got two better Hall of Famers and they're more entertaining. Payton Payton and Eli Manning. <laughs> well, Eli a future Hall of Famer. That's true. That's true. By the way, Eli, do you think he's gonna be a first time ballot a first ballot or He might actually. I think he will. You know the you know the, the, like the crazy thing is, dude, it's so easy to make the NFL Hall of Fame compared to like like baseball's ridiculous and difficult. I think I think the stuff with baseball, so it's 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 so bad. Like I I don't think that if you I think that if you're you shouldn't I don't know how to put this if you're below a certain percentage you shouldn't be automatically declined because it just may not be it may be just super heavy that year. Yeah. So I think I don't know, man. I think uh, baseball could do it a little differently, but. Not to get too top, off topic here. Um, Dan, I think we can go ahead since obviously Saturday was college football. Um, the, the, I mean, the big stories are, um, you know, Alabama barely. And I mean, when I mean barely, I mean it's about as far stretch as you can get of the word barely beat Texas. Yeah, and, uh, and no, te- when you get the referees on your side, you know, anything's possible. <laughs> Texas should have won that game extremely poor poor play calling by the offense. But it's also not, you know, entirely their fault because their starting quarterback uh, is out for four to six weeks after a completely a completely unnecessary play. I mean, it was it's it wasn't I mean, it, it's it may be classified as a dirty hit, but it was extremely unnecessary. I think I I think I personally count like four seconds after he threw the ball before he was at, before he was put on his ass, and then that was it. I mean, I'm telling you right now, if he was still into the whole game, Texas beats the shit out of them. 
I mean, he had their number. Yeah. He he had their number. He was balling out, man. So no, I one hundred percent agree. I think um, honestly, too. Obviously, if, uh, if Quinn Ewers finished the game, I think they absolutely dominate Alabama. Yeah, uh, yeah. They at least yeah. It was it wasn't close. Like he had controlled the tempo. He controlled the, the play clock. He controlled everything. Uh, it was it was a really good game. He played his ass off, and it just sucks that Texas loses in that fashion because Alabama did not deserve that win. They did not deserve nope. it, and that sucks for Texas because they didn't even get they did the AP poll did not even fucking rank them after that, which is absolute bullshit. Like you're telling me that one point, <clears throat> a one point loss with a backup quarterback does not dictate a top 25 ranking. But if they would have won that game, they would have been top 20 easy, maybe top 15. Yeah, I mean, look at look at Kentucky. I think Kentucky's like top five right now. Kentucky? I think so. I think Kentucky's like fifth in the country right now. I don't think so. I, I, th- I, I'd be, I could be terribly mistaken, but I thought I saw an AP poll that had them at fifth. Let me double check here. I, I don't I don't think that's the case. I mean the way the the way the AP polls have been looking is they're they're starting to like really ninth. finally take their ninth. Yeah, ninth. Even then that's freaking impressive. They yeah. went from twentieth to ninth. I mean USC is seventh. Um like I said, they're they're taking wins and losses very serious. Like if you're barely narrowing out victories. Oh, uh, you know who I thought was they they overranked a little bit? I thought it was it was BYU a little bit. Someone had BYU like ranked really high. Twelfth. They have they have the twelfth and um, Tennessee. Like I said, they have fifteenth. Like they're they're taking wins and losses very serious. Like wins, mm-hmm. like like if you're winning narrowly, oh. it doesn't it doesn't solidify your spot anymore. Like Alabama was number one and they won by one. Now they're not number one. I am terribly sorry, y'all. I am extremely terribly sorry. Te- Texas in the AP poll is ranked 21st. Yeah. That is my fault. I will take all credit for that because I'm pretty sure when people heard that, they're going to go, does this man not read the newspaper? You are absolutely correct. Right. I do not. But I, the one surprising thing, though, is Marshall is not ranked, and they beat, at the time, the eighth-ranked team in the country, Notre Dame. I That is uh, – uh, they beat – Notre Dame and then Appalachian State beat Texas A&M. Texas A&M is still ranked and Appalachian State is not. Florida State only got 42 votes to be in the top 25, which I'm so I'm so pissed that they didn't get Florida State top 25 after going into New Orleans and beating LSU. I I'm think, surprised Florida. I'm surprised Florida State didn't get into like at least number 24 or 20. At least at least break into the top 25 like now. Now they have to definitely beat Louisville to even get like any more consideration. I think it's well, Friday or Saturday. It's Friday. What I think needs to happen is, is they have to go undefeated going into Wake Forest. Wake Forest has to go undefeated going to Florida State. If that happens, oh, Florida State beats so then, Wake Forest. So then Hartman kicks our ass. Yeah. Hey, man. If Florida State beats Wake Forest with both of them undefeated, that is a huge – that will solidify them being – Probably top twenty at that point. They're, they'll just skip the, the top twenty-five and go straight top twenty. Yeah, but um, other than that, man, uh, some some other key things uh, from this past week. Sorry, with this uh, past weekend with college football. Um, I mean, let's see here. I'm trying to look at some of the games. Oh yeah, Pitt in Tennessee. Uh, that was a really good game to watch. It's hell of a hell of a game, hell of a game, and it's same. It's a shame that they had to take Keenan Slovis out because Slovis was getting his ass kicked the whole game. Yeah, um, and it wasn't even that he was having a bad game. He was just he was just getting constantly hit, and the the coach took him out. Right, um, and then oh yeah, for another team that got upset, Wisconsin lost to Washington State. Uh, Texas Tech beat Houston at the time. Um, and then uh, Notre Dame got the shit beat out of them so bad that they fired Scott Frost uh, today, actually. Yesterday. Today. Anyways. They fired him. He's the, he's the real winner, man. 
my man got fired and got fifteen million dollar buyout. Exactly, he's the real winner. Oh, there's a car, there's a there's another court on Sutton Cap. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Hey, so um, yeah, kind of going into that, uh, not really a whole lot of changes to the to the college football playoffs like rankings, other than the fact that Georgia's now one, Bama's two, Ohio State is three, and Michigan's four. Um, probably won't see any changes to that until Michigan plays Michigan State or um, Ohio State plays Michigan State or, you know, it's going to be a Big Ten thing. Oh, wow, what a hit. Corlin Sutton, hey, I'd like to oh. see that. Come on, I need a little, a little Sutton love. Let's go, man. Oh, by the way, just speaking of the, on this topic of that, um, Obviously, because you guys can be listening live, uh, you know, when it goes live on Spotify on Tuesday morning, um, Jamal Adams was carted off in this game. <clears throat> They're saying it's a left left leg injury. We'll see what happens from that. Uh, and two, Dan, I have a question to ask you. Mm-hmm. There's a player for the Seattle Seahawks named Michael Jackson. Do you think and they have a and they have a Kobe Bryant too? Do you think if your name is Michael Jackson? And you sack the quarterback. Your celebration has to. Oh, he is okay. Your celebration has to be the moonwalk. Like there is literally no other thing that you're supposed to do. Oh no, it's a it's a must. There's no there's no ifs ands or buts about it. I feel like you should. I feel like if you make a big play like an interception, you have to moonwalk. I feel like that that has to happen <clears throat> because it would be great sports talk. Like or. Or like if your if your name is Kobe Bryant, like if you make a play, there has to be a trash bin next to you, and you have to shoot a paper ball into it and just yell Kobe. Yeah, so the corner is the other corner from Cincinnati, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you have to do something. Okay. Oh, 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 easy. All right. So yeah, um, Dan. That's a point, man. I don't care. I do not care. That is a <laughs> point. That is a reception for Javante Williams. Now we're down to five. Yeah. <laughs> so um so yeah obviously guys when we do our Monday night recordings uh we are going to be list- we are going to be watching the Monday night games while we do this so we are going to be having kind of some commentary from it <coughs> excuse me my I don't know what's going on tonight but um we are going to be having some commentary while we're doing these episodes so just kind of bear with us while we're doing it um other than that man uh Sunday you want to go ahead and talk about Sunday? I'll, you know what, Dan? I'll, I'll let you have the floor with it. You know, you can talk about fantasy, um, you know, then we can kind of roll into our teams, you know, some of the games we had. But I'll let you kind of start with the, the whole Sunday. Yeah. Um, done, uh, you know, like I said, week one was wild, to say the least. Um, uh, kickers forgot how to kick. Punchers forgot how to punt. Um a lot of storylines too for week one. Obviously, we had Baker Mayfield going up against the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Um, you know, we had um, you know we had Carson Wentz making his debut in Washington. We saw AJ Brown make Ooh, his Eagles hey. debut, and that was phenomenal. Hey, Take Carson, Barkley. Carson Wentz Dark- looked pretty good, by the way. I I mean, I know it's against yeah. Jacksonville, but um, I yeah. had to. So that what- was a redemption. That was a redemption game for him. He needed that again, especially against Jacksonville, stemming from last year. That was a redemption game for him. Um, lost my train of thought there. I um, I had to, I had to. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Saquon, Saquon back, which was fucking awesome to see. He loved to see like these comeback stories. And the Giants, the Giants won a very toughly contested game. Um, and then um, we'll get to my team right now. Um, the New York Football Jets. Uh, a lot of ups and downs. Uh, the defense looked great in the first half. Uh, they were getting to Lamar Jackson. The secondary was doing their thing, uh, especially DJ Reed and rookie Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner only allowed one catch on 18, um, 18 coverage. Or no, was it 36 coverage snaps? Yeah, 36 coverage snaps. He only allowed one catch for eight yards. Um, great debut. Uh, DJ Reed, uh, really awesome athletic interception on Lamar Jackson. Dedicated it to his late father, you know. Love to see people playing for a bigger um, – you know, for a bigger cause for themselves and, you know, extra motivation and, you know, much love out to DJ Reed and his family. Yeah. Um, the offense. 
the offensive line looked completely discombobulated. Uh, Lincoln Tomlinson did not look good. George Fant did not look good. Joe Flacco, I'm going to put it as nicely as I can. Joe Flacco cannot play in today's NFL. Call it what you will. Uh, you need the mobility. Uh, this was what they're missing with Zach. It just it, it doesn't work, especially in this offense too. Joe Flacco's arm is not really what it used to be when he was with the Ravens. When he said like he was one of like the the first quarterbacks that had like a freaking cannon for an arm, and then obviously now you have guys like you guys have like Mahomes, Herbert, even even Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has a cannon for an arm as well. Um, this offense is really tailor made on guys that can throw the ball and they can move. Flacco cannot move, so once you get to him. He's stuck and he's frozen. So, you know, the Jets offense looked very stagnant for a while. Um, they need to get Zach Wilson back. I'm not really going to do so much on the offensive side of the ball. I'm not going to dig too deep on them because once again, excuse me, once again, the star quarterback is out. He's out until week four against Pittsburgh. And, you know, and Robert Sala has already confirmed that Joe Flacco We'll be starting week two against the Cleveland Browns, where, where I expect a much better performance from this team. Um, the defense looked, like I said, man, the defense looked great. Jermaine Johnson got his first career sack, too. So, you know, you love to see the rookies getting involved. Um, the def- like I said, the defense was definitely the highlight for me. They, uh, I thought the defense played very well. Uh, up on, you know, I'm not going to blame them. They, they got gassed in the third quarter. Third and fourth quarter, they got gassed. The offense was just three and out, three and out, three and out. And eventually, you know, you can only shuffle so many guys in and out <laughs> on the defensive side of the ball. And the Ravens did what you had to do. You had to take advantage of that. Um, but I'm looking forward to week two. Uh, they can work on a few things, but I'm not. The one thing I will say, I'm not concerned about the defense. The defense looks very good this year. Once the offense gets clicking, I think the Jets can rattle off some pretty big wins. I'm sorry. Uh, just a really, really close call. Uh, Melvin Gordon almost just scored there. Yeah, I almost took my TV off the wall. I say, are they going to go for it? Um, yeah, but they're gonna—they're probably gonna keep the same personnel out there, so I'm probably not gonna get the points here. And they're probably gonna pass the ball. They're not doing. Oh, that there's no way they're gonna I mean, pass was... the ball on the one yard line of Russell Wilson against Pete Carroll, right? There's not. It's not happening, right? I feel like I feel like you should do it and get the touchdown. There's no way like that. Russell Wilson's gonna pass here on the one yard line and inter- and get, it get intercepted, right? Oh no, it is. No, it's the Melvin Gordon. It is Melvin Gordon. Oh, I think they got him. They stuffed him. I think they stuffed him. Oh lord, I think they stuffed him. Honestly, I think that's a fumble. Michael Jackson. He he he. And people are like, and that's why you pass the ball on the one yard line. <laughs> oh, someone, from Seattle. someone from Seattle's down. Yeah, I see that too. All right, uh, but Marcus, let's talk about um, let's talk about Sunday night football. Do we? Have I know you to, told man. me. Do we? Oh yeah, have that is to? a football. That ball, that ball is coming out. Um, I mean, I mean, let's let's call let's call a spade a spade. Once you lose your quarterback. It kind of starts going downhill. Um, you guys kind of your your defense kind of held their own. You're, you're holding a very dangerous Bucks offense to strictly field goals, which is good for the defense. You know the, the bend don't break concept. Michael Parsons looks like he's already gonna he's coming for that defensive player of the year very early this year. Um, Michael Parsons Zeke, literally was the defense last night. Yeah, um, you know Zeke Elliott had ripped off some decent runs yeah he did. Uh, honestly with the fact that he with the fact that he only got 10 carries he averaged 5.2 yards per carry obviously he got 52 yards but averaging over five yards a carry is still a, a that's yeah that's 20 carries is 100 yards i mean but when he splits carries he did his thing he did it wasn't you know a premier thing but he did what he what was asked of him to do and like I said, on week one, you don't unleash everything you have. You know, yeah, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs the Chiefs, can do that because Patrick Mahomes is just on another level ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they, you know, they shellacked the Cardinals. 
Um, but, you know, even guys like Aaron Rodgers, we saw Aaron Rodgers did not have a good week one this year, didn't have a good week one last year, and he ends up winning, you know, NFL MVP at the end when it's all said and done. So, like, week one is not time to just – it's not a time to push the, the red button and say, blow this shit up or not doing it this year. Like, I, I've seen a lot of sloppy week ones from teams, and those teams end up really start picking it up. Like, I'm not – like the 49ers losing during a monsoon in Chicago, I'm not gonna write off the 49ers as a team that can come no, in. Oh yeah, no. That, that know, was like, just I'm a... not I'm not writing off Trey Lance. Like you, you that that was that kid's like first real start and it was away during terrible conditions. I'm not writing off the kid. You know, Aaron Rodgers still has to build some rapport with these new guys. Oh man, you know, did you one... see that first the first throw he had? Oh no. my god, dude! So Christian Christian Watson, bro, that man, the nearest DB, he burned the corner. First play, play action. Rogers throws an absolute beautiful ball right in the bread, right in the bread basket, and he drops it. I'm telling you, man. Literally, he would he if he called it, the end zone was ten yards from him. It was. I think he was shaking in his boots a little bit. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, after that play, I don't think he got the ball ever. I don't think he got the ball back until like the third or fourth quarter. Like, it was. It, once once you do that to a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, if he does not try, like, like if Devontae Adams did that, that doesn't take away reception from Devontae Adams. We've seen Devontae Adams drop the ball a few times. Yeah. But he's, Devontae is obviously already an established superstar receiver. Mistakes happen. Yeah, it's exactly. rare that you have it's rare that you have one of those DeAndre Hopkins seasons where you just don't drop a pass at all. It's rare. Exactly. And you know, a rookie a rookie doing that, that's that's uh that's the Rogers way of saying it. Yeah, man, you're you're on timeout. Yeah, but the, nothing was really working over there. But that also happens when he doesn't he didn't throw the ball or have any reps with his receivers at all during preseason or offseason. None. Let me ask you a let me ask you a quick question. Does that Packers loss, does it show how important Alan Lazard really is to this offense? Um, no, because I feel like there's other fa- there's other things that also contributed to the loss. Like, I don't know, allowing Justin Jefferson to have 184 yards and two touchdowns. That also. Oh, yeah, that, was just, that was just a theme. Yeah, but no, I I don't I don't know if it like I think that it. Do you think if he had like that six foot five safety blanket, that would have been a little bit more help? Obviously, um, no, not really, because again, or do you think or do you think the defense just gave him like too much? Like the defense was just not doing what they had to do, which mm-hmm. is obvious. Yeah, I think it was. I think the defense didn't do their job, which in turn, Aaron Rodgers was like, eh, "All right, well, we'll see you guys next week." It was just crazy because on, on paper the defense was we 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 thought that defense looked pretty good during our NFC North preview. You know they got the young guys, um, the two Georgia products that they drafted. You still have Jair Alexander, Adrian Amos, Rasul Douglas. You know they still have a very good defense, and it's crazy. And once again, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this again. The Kirk Cousins hate has to stop. I don't. He's, I think that's done. I think that's done, man. I think I, he's I, a dude, he's a good quarterback. Like I'm tired of. I was tired of the Matthew Stafford hate in Detroit. I'm tired of the Kirk Cousins hate. I hate the Derek Carr hate. Like these are good quarterbacks. Oh, that might have been a terrible call. Yeah, now they're just they're pandering to the fans now. I'm not in the blame. Oh wait, hold on. Okay, no, never mind. That was the... <laughs> there... was, was it as... Oh, yeah. That's, that's fine. Yeah, that... Okay, yeah, that's... <laughs> that makes sense. I take back my comment. Yeah, I take... Yeah. <laughs> but, um, hey, yeah. I, I got to get... Also, man, um, just a little shout-out. Uh, Detroit played very good against Philadelphia this past weekend. I, I told you. I told you. I pick, I actually picked Detroit to win that game. Kind of surprised they didn't. Um, they, I think outside of maybe the pick six that Jared Goff threw for whatever reason that was, other than that, they controlled the game through the run. They controlled the running game. Um, 
They could not, though, they could not contain Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, every time he ran, it was like, all right, first down. All right, first down. All right, first down. And they just couldn't do it. They really couldn't do it. So I don't know what, but overall, not bad. They put up 35 points their first game, which I don't think that, I don't think we've seen Philadelphia or Detroit put up 35 points in a game since Megatron era. You know what I mean? I said, I said, we, I, I, I said that that offense was going to be very sneaky. That's, uh, I mean, they, they did pretty good. Uh, DJ Chark played, played okay. Amon Ross St. Brown yeah. did his thing. Yeah, I mean, once the, once this team gets Jamison Williams, man. Whoop. Yeah, they're, ooh, yeah. Whoop. I'll tell you, this, this Lions team, don't mess with them because they were, they were getting blown out. And they made it interesting towards the end. Like this team had all the heart, and they did not give up. Yep, they did. kudos to them. They were down thirty-eight to twenty-eight pretty late, and they only they only lost by three. Wow! So, what you know, a I, catch by DK Metcalf right there. Wow! So, from one old Miss guy to another, we go to AJ Brown. What a stellar debut, right? Yeah, man. Honestly, though, AJ Brown did pretty good. It looks like uh, it looks like Devonte Smith is no longer the guy that Jalen Hurts was wanting to go to. Like he had, he had. He was a non-factor. Yeah, he had four targets and no catches. Like I mean, but then again, like we said, this is week one. We have to relax. Like there's oh, oh my god, oh my god, no way. Was, they ripped them. Oh they no. They ripped them. Oh, Randy Gregory. Wow. Hey, wait about a hey, kudos to. Should we talk about? Should we talk about the Cowboys uh, missing him a little bit? Oh, let you know what, man. Let's do it. Let's just. Oh, that album was down. Oh. that album. That album might have been down. All right. So, obviously, Dallas got their ass beat last night. It was. Oh no. Continue. <laughs> that, that, Dallas got their ass beat. That was just, I mean, that's just kind of the way it was. They they got they got they got absolutely destroyed. They by the way, they're the only team last week or week one that did not score a touchdown. Just want to throw that there. They're the only team. Um, they for a team that has an owner that is in the spotlight all the time that wants to know that his team is is uh that is what they consider to be Super Bowl contender or die every single year for an owner who has to always feel like that, you know, he's got the highest, you know, his franchise is worth the most out of any sports professional team in the world, any team. And when it comes down to it, man, they didn't spend a fucking dollar this off season. They didn't do shit in the draft. They drafted a left tackle that was that was rated a third round draft pick. Good job. Which, by the way, a slight kudos to Tyler Smith for his first game against one of the best front sevens in the entire league. Didn't do terrible, considering the fact that Terrence Steele literally had like seven penalties called against him on the right side. Tyler Smith, I believe, only had one. And only allowed, I think it was two sacks. Now, mind you, one penalty and two sacks against guys like Shaq Barrett, Vita Vey, Devontae David. I mean, you got to give credit where it's due, man. It's not pretty, but a lot better than I thought it would have been. But to kind of keep in the in the rolling of this, <coughs> like I said, got rid of Amari Cooper. Your only receiver that you have, the only receiver that you have that is considered a draft pick, and you try to throw it to him eleven times, and every time you look his way, there are three defensive players near him. Why? Because you have on the opposite side, you have two fucking undrafted wide receivers. Two, of course, they're going to leave him open. They have no idea who they are. Which, to be fair, they didn't do terrible. Not their fault. Uh, Dalton Schultz was definitely kind of that safety blanket I kind of thought was going to happen. But again, when you can't score, there's not a whole lot he could do himself. The offensive line is absolute shit. It's absolutely terrible. 
And it's even worse now because Connor McGovern is out four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. So not only are they out with their starting left tackle, probably for the whole season, hopefully is never Dallas Cowboy ever again. I say hopefully because I don't know, but I'm, it's not my money, but I'm tired of Dallas spending money on a guy who's never healthy. Now you're out with a, with your starting left guard. You're out with Dak for two and a half months with a with a broken throwing hand. I mean, I don't know what to do. I I know that on our, our episode we did the NFC East prediction thing. I was like, okay, this this division's not great. They're probably going to win nine to ten games. I'm gonna be honest. I think now they'll be lucky to win five. <coughs> five games. I mean, you're out. You're without your quarterback now for eight weeks, right? Eight weeks. I think five. Uh, and, I think a, five and twelve is is where they will be. And people, are, and you know, the thing is, I, I'm listening to the, to the people and they're like, "Well, you know that they have a very soft schedule coming up." I don't care if it's soft. I don't care if it's the di- most difficult stretch in the NFL. It's still the NFL. It's a National Football League. They can play the the Jaguars and the Houston Texans, the Jets, anybody. They can play the. They can play. Teams that are not what you call, you know, the top tier teams, and they're still going to lose. They're, the Dallas Cowboys right now are the worst team in the National Football League, the worst team in the NFL, and it's not even close. Like these Seattle Seahawks right now would be, would beat them by thirty. It's yeah, I mean, the way they're playing right now, probably. It's it sucks, man. It sucks. Like, and it just sucks too because it's like you know we have all this we have talent, they're not but they're not performing, and then we have all this cap space. We have an owner who is like is prolific about his spending habits when it comes to the team, but doesn't do shit in the draft, doesn't do shit in the off season. It's Monday morning. The first thing he should have done at five a.m. is pick up the phone and start calling people, going, "What do you want for him? What do you want for him? Start trading and getting an offensive line." If you want to compete this year, you've got to upgrade your O-line. If you don't want to compete, just tell the fucking fan base you're not going to compete and we'll see you guys next year. <clears throat> I mean, seriously. it's It sucks. It's a little different if you're a fan of a fan base that, like, is a continuous struggle. You're like, okay, like, I just hope that they get, like, to this point. It's another when you're a fan of the Cowboys because no other fan base, or at least from my point of view, get shit on as much as being a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. They don't know about you, but does anybody send you memes and call you at fucking 2.30 a.m. to tell you about saying how about them Cowboys or how about them Jets? No. That happened to me this morning. 2.30 in the morning, I had somebody call me and go, how about them Cowboys? Like, who gives a shit? Like, honestly. I mean, I'm... I don't. I don't know any of my friends. Like, if the, you know, if like the Jets were facing a favorite team of a friend of mine, I don't think I have any of those friends that will legitimately call me at two thirty in the morning and say, "Ha ha, we beat you." Like, I, I think they would respectfully wait to at least like give me like eight nine o'clock in the morning to like but run bro, your mouth. Bro, like it's it's not even like, that. That's a little. That's a little old. I mean, I mean, it's you guys and the Patriots that get like the most shit. Well, the Patriots got the pa- shit. Because... The, Patri- the Patriots is warranted. Yeah, but now it's like now I think. Oh! I'm oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, yo, how did that even happen? I'm just gonna jump off the side of a cliff or something right now, dude. There is no way. That just that just that just buried me. That was Devontae Williams who fumbled. Oh wow, dude! That's twice that they try to run the ball the one yard line. <laughs> that's twice. <coughs> and Michael Jackson got the ball both times. Wow, unbelievable! But I hate to keep venting about it, man. But again, I know that there. I know that there are obnoxious Cowboys fans. They're everywhere. Like, there's obnoxious fans for every sports team. They, that's just the way it is. Like, I live in Tampa. There are obnoxious fucking Tampa fans that weren't Tampa fans when Jameis was under center. I get it. I totally get it. Because next year, they're not going to be be like that. You have to deal with it. But holy shit. Like, it's every year I get the same meme sent to me at least 10 times. I get added with the same post 
10 to 15 times. It's like, y'all got to, you got to give it a break. Give it a break. And it's the fact that, like, they hate the Dallas Cowboys so much, but the only fan that they know to harass is me, and I never go through and start spitting out how about them Cowboys, we the boys, we're going to the Super Bowl. Like, my only post I made on social media about Dallas was, yep, I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah, I'm ready to get hurt again. Yep, I'm ready to get hurt again. That was the only thing. And I, I mean, dude, I, I literally, Dan, I woke up this morning at 5.30 in the morning to go to work. I had, in total, from group chats and shit, talking about the fucking Cowboys, 64 messages. Why is that a thing? Honestly. Mind you, it's only week one. It, thank you. It, thank you. I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. Like, I'm pretty sure that, like, football fans would literally hibernate if Dallas ever won a Super Bowl in, like, the next, like, five to ten years. I'm pretty – at that point, I would only be obnoxious just to piss them off. Like, and I, I will do it, like, abruptly, like, just ruthless to where, like, Facebook goes, all right, buddy, you need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> Zuck's going to have to mute me for about seven days. But no, man, I just... But yeah, no, I'm still pretty firm on jumping off the side of the cliff after watching Javon take fumble the ball. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'll be right there. I'll be right that, there. I'll be right there with you, man, because I'm telling you, I, it's... That, I think that buried me, honestly. I was at 109. I dropped to 107. That buried me. He has to get a touchdown in the fourth quarter. I mean, yeah, but well, you still got plenty of time. But you know you know what you know what I don't have? Dallas does not have any time. I, I, I don't... <laughs> at this time, I, I don't know what to do. I really do not know what to do. You're like, like you said, Dan. Eight. He's out for eight weeks. Um, he had like pins and screws in his throwing hand. Like, I just feel bad for this man. Ever since he got his contract, it's just been one after the other after the other. Like, and the thing like, is, is God, people. Man, pe- man. I I've, feel. I really do feel for them. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I. Some of your fans are. Pretty annoying. You're not one of them. I'm proud to say Marcus is not one of those Cowboys fans. Like I'm not. I'm not one of those Yankees fans. Um, You're only like I, that with me because of the Yankees Rays like rivalry thing, and I like I, I, I okay. only I give you to. shit for I, it. I had to because like if, if this if this was <laughs> Yankees Rays and if this was the Yankees versus the Rays in like the middle of May, I wouldn't say a word. Yeah, but we're talking like, like it's September talking, and it's three and a half games back. Exactly. Now we're two. Now we're two and a half weeks away from the playoffs. Now we're six games up on first place. Like now I'm comfortable after you know they took two out of three from Tampa. Yeah, my man. No more short porch home runs, and now all of a sudden the Yankees can't hit. But no, that's beside the point. The thing is though, like back to football. Mm-hmm. Uh, bro, I, I, I mean. NFC East. The Eagles won their game. I mean, yes, it was against Detroit. Their secondary is not the greatest, but that's a good that's a good first week to play. Nice thirty eight points on them. Washington played Jacksonville. Obviously, not a great team, but they still Carson Wentz did very well for his debut with with Washington. And talk about the massive cojones with the Giants, man. Massive coming is is score touchdown. They're down nineteen to twenty, and they go for two, and they they got it. Now, the they the t- Tennessee did lose because they missed the field goal, but um, let's talk about the feel good story of that game, though. Yeah, man, Saquon Barkley again. Giants rivals to the Dallas Cowboys and NFC East, but I I you could ask Dan. You could listen to every episode we've done. You can. You can talk to anybody that I am I am close with, you know, firsthand, secondhand, thirdhand. I was ride or die on the Saquon Barkley train, and that man balled out against the Tennessee Titans. So good to see that. And I, again, as, as just from a football perspective, not from a hating because he's my is a divisional rival, because Saquon Barkley finally deserves what he was pretty much meant to do and that's just give him the rock 
and get the fuck out of the way. Did he double Derrick Henry's rushing yards? Derrick Henry looked like shit yesterday. And he got hurt. And he got hurt. Yeah, their their backup running back was Ryan Tannehill's number one targeted pass catcher. That Hilliard guy is not bad. He did really good. By the way, he got 21 points Honestly, in PPR for fantasy football. He yeah, might be a good— Exactly, on Wednesday, when we talk about ads and drops. Oh, Gino. I'm putting I'm putting Hilliard at once. Oh. I'm not adding Gino Smith. No, I'm saying Gino just ran head first into two defenders and didn't slide. Like, he legit well, I mean, went head first. I mean— I mean, when you get punched in the jaw by a backup defensive lineman, you're kind of invincible at this point now. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, man. I before obviously we do that, um, we did, we did have a tie this weekend. We actually almost had two ties, but we have one tie with the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. Um, also the first division, um, I believe in NFL history, um, to where, uh, there are no wins in the division. But two of the teams in the division tied. I believe I believe I've read that correctly. It's not the first time that all four teams in the division are zero and one, but two of the teams are zero zero and one. Yeah, no, so, it's actually pretty. It's actually pretty funny, actually. So I believe, actually, technically, according to the bracket, I believe the Houston Texans actually are the tiebreaker. So as of week one, the Houston Texans are a divisional first place team <laughs> so um but with that game itself uh matt ryan didn't look too bad i think it threw for like 285 yards and a touchdown jonathan taylor looked very good i think he had about i think he had like a buck 90 uh michael Pittman. oh god i i again another guy i thrived on i was like you have to get this man he's gonna get so much love 14 targets nine catches 126 yards and a touchdown the man yes. did yes, great sir. things. Great things. Every t- And that's – I think Indianapolis – Indianapolis is going to win this division. Tennessee did not look good. Tennessee – I Tennessee got to a point yesterday where – I think Tennessee – I think Tennessee still close, but I also, think, I also do agree with you. I think the uh, – I think Indy's taking it. I do, man. I'm telling you right now, um, Jacksonville played pretty good. Obviously, they they got a little behind at the very end there. Trevor Lawrence didn't do too, too bad. Uh, just Carson Wentz looked – I mean, he looked good. I was like, oh, you know what, boy. I'm going to tell you who looked you know look good, and I've been on the I've been on the bandwagon before before his draft day. Who's that? Davis, Davis Mills. Yeah, I, knew, I, thought, I thought you were going to say Davis Mills. Davis Mills did really good, too. Yeah. He looked good for like you know. I mean, granted, like that Colts defense was depleted. Like Sha- you know, Shaq Leonard did not play. Um, I think there was basically DeForest Buckner and you know everyone else. Yeah. Um, but like, dude, I Mill, like I said, Mal Davis Mills was my sleeper the year he got drafted. Yep. He's he, he was in the right situation. It seemed that really needs a quarterback, and I think uh, I said I think the Texans got their. I'm not gonna say like their future franchise quarterback, but they definitely got like a like an Alex Smith type of guy, like a a he, game manager. He could be like their three to five year quarterback window kind of guy. Exactly, like it, it's okay to. He's he's a guy have, that he, he's it's okay a, to have the quarterback that that they have right now, while you kind of like you know you kind of maybe bridge around, build up other positions, so like. Yeah. In the future, when you look at the quarterback position, you're like, okay, well, now we have the pieces around it. Like, let's see if Davis Mills can do it, or do we target someone else? I, I would, it would not shock me if they let Davis Mills run that team for the next five years. You know, pick up, you know, maybe resign him for the small deal because obviously he's a fifth round pick, so he doesn't have an option in the contract. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I think that uh, I think Davis Mills is a guy that you can um, you can build around him, see how he does. And then if it's still a little bit of a struggle, then, you know, kind of lean forward in a different direction. But right now, man, I mean, he's he's getting the job done. He's doing what he needs to do. They know that they don't have a top-tier talent as far as uh, the team goes. But they're doing what they need to do, and it's all that matters. At the, I mean, 
Houston right now is the best team in da- in Texas. They are the they are the clear cut favorite team in Texas. I, I I will shit on my fucking Dallas Cowboys until they make a decision. Like, it's just the way it is. Oh, I mean, we have to bring this up, right? We have to bring this up, Dan. Can we talk about how Atlanta folded again with a massive lead? I feel like it's just it's just kind of comical at this point. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Bradley. I think it's just comic. Bradley, yeah, Bradley Chubb, Chubb just lit that Almost. man up. Yeah. Um, I think it's just I don't really want to call it comical at this point. I'm just like now every time I see the Falcons with a lead, I'm just gonna be like, This ain't this ain't safe. Like if Jameis Winston I think threw for like two hundred and twenty yards and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Imagine throwing for two hundred and twenty yards in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like how wild is that? Yeah, he he did really well. Like I was very impressed. I mean, obviously, you know, Florida State, you know, you ride and die. Yeah. Exactly. Um, one game we did not talk about, like honestly, we did not talk about just because it was the first game of the season was the, uh, you know, the, the Rams and the Bills. Um. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, Josh Allen is on another planet. Um, Stephon Diggs is definitely on another planet. And uh, Jalen Ramsey is definitely declining as a corner. He's getting cooked right Um, now. He's getting cooked, but I think he's... uh, I think he's relying too much on the safety behind him to support him. But at the same time, too, is uh, he he's a much better slot corner than outside corner by a lot. I all I know is that if if you're if you are the consensus number one corner in the National Football League, you have to play it. You can't be getting burnt by God by you can't you can't keep letting this happen to you. It's it's not. I mean, it's pretty bad at this point. Um. But uh, yeah, it's I I have to say Buffalo is definitely starting to look like a favorite. Um, outs I mean it's dude, I I AFC playoffs are going to be something I'm going to sit and watch every single game because I have no idea who's going to win it. it. Justin Herbert, the Chargers look really good. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, you know, five touchdowns for him look like Tyree Kill who, I mean, it. It rolled it like right found, through. It looked like they found like a good running back in Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, like that, he looks. He, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Clyde Edwards-Helaire looks like the third running back in that team. But that's the thing, man. Clyde Edwards-Helaire had two play. touchdowns too. Yeah, but I'm just like I, I feel like they looked more explosive with McKinnon and Pacheco back there yeah. than Clyde Edwards-Helaire. And Clyde Edwards-Helaire, his touchdown came a thing with like within the five yard line or something. Yeah, something like that. Like, like Pacheco was the you know the catching back and McKinnon was making these nice cuts and nice reads and yeah. you know going through the hole and you know obviously you know McKinnon's got you know he's very fast and he fits that Chiefs offense yeah to perfection you know Marquez Valdez Scantling looks phenomenal um, you know Juju you know decent debut Kelsey's Kelsey um, yeah that you know, whole that whole receiving core man they look Nicole really good Hartman. Nicole Hardman still you know still looks good. Like it's it's a, these guys are not missing a step, and I like you know I, I like the way they're running their organization. You know, you get your stars going for a few years. You know, once they reach a certain value, you know, you you offload them for draft picks or players, and then you just redraft that said position and you just keep rebuilding and retooling. As long as you have Patrick Mahomes on that team, you can put a PlayStation controller as a slot receiver. I guarantee you that PlayStation controller is going to have at least seventy five receptions that year. Yeah, and on top of that too, man, mm-hmm. Sky Moore hasn't even really get, didn't really even get the field much. No, but like I said, that receiving core is just like it's so loaded that like yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's gonna get lost in the shuffle, you know, unless you know, God forbid, someone gets hurt, he's gonna get lost in the shuffle. Well, he's also he's also a rookie, and they signed Juju to a one year deal. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling was also to a one year deal. Like those guys were playing for contracts next year, so yeah. 
Okay, Javante. And even then, they might. Even then, they might. They might. Uh, what call? They might just resign in Kansas City. Who does not want to stay there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if you're a receiver, why would you not want to stay with a with a quarterback who just throws the ball and says, "Have fun." Yeah, I. If I was a receiver, I'm cool there's there there are basically three quarterbacks I'm playing with: Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. <laughs> that is it. I I would put Aaron Rodgers in that conversation. Well, I mean that I mean hell, you know, well I mean Brady, Brady. yeah that's I mean the Brady's gonna retire at some point right? Yeah. I mean Mahomes might retire before him, but that's beside the point. Yeah, I mean, if you want to look at guys you want to play with for years, then yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, Herbert, that's kind of, Herbert, Herbert Mahomes, cool and Allen, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. So, um, I saw a couple over, uh, I saw like some topics that are like overreactions. Um, of what, course, it's always yeah, I love the week one overreactions. What, what are what is an, a week one overreaction that you that you saw that you might have liked? Or would you say is a week one overreaction from based off of what you think? It's the Aaron Rodgers stuff. People are freaking out over this, and and you know I, I brought it up earlier. This team is um, they they had a they had a very similar week one start last year where you know they got blown up by the New Orleans Saints, and you know he ends up winning the MVP. I think he ends up throwing like two interceptions the rest of the year. I think the one I like, saw with the overreaction thing, I don't – they said that Patrick Mahomes is going to have a better offense and a better year without Tyreek Hill. I – that one's tough for me. It looks pretty promising, actually. I, well, yeah. Yeah, it looks promising. I say it's tough because I mean, it's, it's like – it's early. early. Yeah, it's I'm saying it's real early. early. Uh, I, I had seen that one. Uh, there's a couple I'd seen that weren't really like a whatever, but um. It's the it's the Rogers one to me, man. That one's just like yeah, that we, one. We know, like we know what this is about. Um, and like I said, every fan base has their overreactions. Like there's Jets fans that are like, oh, here we go again. And I'm like, I'm like, if you watch the game, the Jets defense was really good. Yeah. Especially the first half. The first half, I think they were only they were only down by seven points at the half. You started your first game of the season with a backup. They were very – that defense kept the Jets in that game for as long as they could. The offense just couldn't do shit. Oh, Jerry if Judy. the offense, wow. If the offense had long, sustaining drives, if the offense had long, sustaining drives, that defense shuts down the Ravens, and I guarantee you because they're rested. These guys were gassed. Yeah. You know, like, they, they, can, only, they can only play for so long. That's, that's just how it is, especially in a physical sport like this. You can only go for so long. But they said the, the promising thing, the rookies looked pretty good. You know, Brees Hall, you know, Brees Hall, it's, it's the first game. I'm not expecting Brees Hall to get, you know, 150 all-purpose yards this first game. You know, like I said, it would have been nice. You know, Garrett Wilson made some nice catches. Jermaine Johnson got his first sack. Sauce Gardner only allowed one catch, and it was for eight yards. Like, and he was he was guarding Mark Andrews pretty much the whole game, which I was like, wow. Like, they're, you guys are really just giving him the – <laughs> You guys are just giving him like the elite, like early on, like like ease him in a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he was, but he was doing his thing. Like he, uh, uh, Lamar threw it a lot to uh, Mark Andrews, and Sauce Gardner was right there and swatted that ball away. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, we, I think we got someone finally at corner. You know, I'm gonna First... ask you a question. Do you think that Justin Jefferson breaks the wide receiver? Uh, receiving yards record this season. That was the Cooper Cup have it last year. Uh, Cooper Cup actually stayed short of it. He might honestly. I'm not gonna lie to you. He, I think, I yeah, think, he said that apparently. Very, I think if there's a guy that I think can get the like, if there's a guy that can do, it, I think it's gonna be him. I don't want to say. I want to see a 2000 yard receiver one time. They said apparently Cooper Cup I, I have to find, I had to see if it's verified or not. Apparently Cooper Cup did not do it out of respect for Calvin Johnson because Calvin did it in less games than him. Fuck that. I'll smash that record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck 
Yeah, fuck your record. It's mine now. Honestly, dude, records are meant to be broken. Yep. Just look at my Madden season. <laughs> I said I wouldn't. I would love to see a two thousand yard receiver. Oh. <laughs> Do I? And I think they're in the NFL already. We just gonna see who it is. I um, yeah. I in my Madden league, changed, I yeah. broke. I broke the pretty much every record. It's like, it's it's the draft league I told you about. I already broke records with Herbert, and uh, I broke it actually with my third string receiver. I broke the like the receiving record, like most in a game, most touchdown, I did all that with uh, Quez Watkins. That dude is a that dude's a cheat code, man. If you can, if you play Madden, you need to go get Quez Watkins. That dude is an absolute cheat code. It's crazy. Oh, um, hell of a catch. Yeah, absolutely. But um, Dan, uh, I think we pretty much summed up everything. I kind of got everything off my chest with the the Cowboys, which, by the way, internally, I feel pretty good now. I, I feel. So I think we needed a forum to just let it out. Yeah, I not not. I, I'm not posted on Facebook every five minutes after every play. Yeah, I hate that. You shit, know, you, man. you like, I mean, you like, to, why? You why? To, I guess I don't, I don't do it. I'm not going to do it with the Jets. So here's the thing. Here's, um, my, here's my personal opinion. If you have the need, if you have the need to to vent on social media about your team, the people that you're trying to attract the attention to, just get a group chat together, like. I, your total amount of friends that you have on social media, I guarantee you about 95% of them do not give a fuck. They don't care. <clears throat> they have no interest in in seeing what your team's about. They don't care. And you're like, if I don't know if you, if people just need like this guarantee or this, I don't know, uh, fill of the empty voidness to get three to four likes on social media and like five comments. I don't know what that's about, but like when I like talk football, like you and I text, I text my friends. I have a group chat specifically. It's literally called fantasy. It's literally called football season talk only. That's literally what it's I'm called. Damn it, damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. That's literally. I'm sorry. Javon's yeah. like three yards away from giving me the win. Yeah. But I mean, that's literally all it's yeah. worth. I have a fantasy football only talk just to make sure it's all separated. So we're not like But I if you I never post on social media about that shit. I just don't. But then also I do too, it. I, I do it with like if something major happens. Yeah, I see your six hundred posts about the Yankees hitting home runs at the short porch from every angle. I got it. It happened a, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I should have tagged you on every single one this weekend. I, I, I literally saw it. Oh, wait. This motherfucker. He's back at it again. None of, them, none of them are short porches, though. I don't want to hear that bullshit from you. You oh, know that. Oh, no. Look at Russ. <coughs> Why are they all crowding the receiver? Incomplete. <laughs> there was like eight Denver players crowding the referee. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think his primary read was Devante, but he was blanketed and then he freaking One. throws a he throws a freaking uh, piss yep. smith. That's a good call. That's a good call, Ray. He, throw, he throws a piss smith so that number eighty seven. That's a good call. And I was though. about to Dude, I was about to be like, I hate it here. That's, that's good, Yeah, that's that's a good call, man. But yeah, I dude, I, just, I think the day I, I think I think Russ has PTSD from throwing the ball inside the five. <laughs> Bro, they've tried that already. They tried it three times. They fumbled it twice. <laughs> I think he's trying to make a point to the Seattle fans. If you see, it could happen to anybody. Oh, shuffle pass, touchdown. Oh, flag. We got a holding call. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> that shuttle pass should have gone to Javante. Oh, please. Oh, that was the Cortland Sutton shuffle, too. Oh, why am I here? <laughs> You want you want Javante and I need Cortland Sutton. This is just it's it's meant for my brother to finally get one on me. Mind you, like same thing, same thing pertains to fantasy football. A week one loss does not doom your season. Do not press the panic button. No, I'm even pressing. If you started, I'm pressing the panic started, button. Even if you started Cam Akers or Kyle Pitts or Allen Robinson, like do not press the panic button. 
you know, hopefully you drafted well for your bench and you have a, you know, you have depth pieces you can move into the starting lineup like I did. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Sorry, Russ rolling us on the left right here. Here he goes, fires it in the end zone. Uh, that was Jerry Judy. But anyway, um, no, I, speaking of, speaking of uh, some players that I drafted late that performed well, uh, Cordero Patterson and Kareem yeah. Hunt. Kareem yes, Hunt was sir. A, he was definitely a vulture because Nick Chubb had himself a good game too. Son of a bitch. Melvin, Melvin Gordon just subbed him. God damn it. <laughs> You know I think the means. Broncos are gonna. Have, the Broncos are gonna have one more drive, Broncos at are, least. You think the You think the Broncos are going for fourth down too? They have to. Now you're in four down territory. Oh my goodness, Russ! He's just not doing it today. Are they? Oh, what's with all the? You know, you know one thing we didn't touch on. Did you see Baker Mayfield's face when that field goal went through at the end? Yeah, man. Poor Baker. Out. How priceless was it? I loved it personally. Poor Baker. I man. loved it. No, no, fuck, fuck Baker Mayfield. Oh, I forgot right, I have Brandon McManus. Let's go, man. Hey, I will take field goals here all day. We will take field goals all day. Two for two, I, 30 to 40. Yeah, why not, right? Yeah, let's, let's see. The thing, the, thing I like, the thing I like about Baker Mayfield is that he has, Baker has yet to like humble himself. And it dates all the way back to Oklahoma. Like this dude was like grabbing his nuts and everything playing Kansas like dude you're playing for Oklahoma and you're talking shit to Kansas dude I am down by .2 in this league yikes if I lose because Russell Wilson fumbles the ball (laughs) I don't know celebration um but like I said it, it dates back to you know the Oklahoma days and then you know he talked shit about Georgia before the Rose Bowl. And they lose the Rose Bowl. Yeah. You know, he comes to the NFL, talks shit, you know, the whole time in the NFL. He's very average at best. I think he finished below 500 as the Browns quarterback. And then, you know, supposedly he, you know, someone asked him how, you know, about facing the Browns. He says he's going to fuck them up. Yeah. And you lose. Yeah. And you lose to the Browns and you just sit there with like that idiot stupid look on your face like, shit. Maybe, maybe now, now you, now you can learn, humble yourself, like really like humble yourself, dude. Like you're, you're cocky, you're arrogant for no reason. You're not a good quarterback. You're average at best. You do certain things pretty good, but then the next week you do those certain things good and you do them really bad. Like, like I don't get the Baker Mayfield. Like some people like Baker Mayfield and I'm like, it makes no sense. It really does not make sense. I think they like him because it's like they, 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 they like the pizzazz. They like the the media attention. Like, you know, like, you know, some people call him a sober Johnny Manziel. Like, <laughs> so they're John- both trash. Hey, speaking of that, we'll, we'll kind of end it on here. Did you see that Johnny Manziel tweeted? He goes, so I've got two years of eligibility, right? I did see that. <laughs> that, was that was actually because I think a and a quarterback away from being a really dangerous football team. Can you imagine they somehow let that man back to college to to college football? I mean, I know it won't happen, but can you imagine like, oh, yeah, he does have that. Hey, welcome back, Johnny. <laughs> Could you imagine? Was this a – was this – I can't imagine this being a real tweet. I think it was a parody account, but apparently I guess a parody account for Jerry Jones says if he owned a Cowboys jersey – and live in the Dallas area, be at practice tomorrow at 9 a.m. Hey, I'll be there with two jerseys. You tell me which one to wear. <laughs> Offense, defense, honestly, special teams. Honestly, dude, give me the other jersey. I'll, I'll pull up. I'm, I'll play wide receiver. You're going to need it. I'll play quarterback, honestly. I can run. Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why not. Sit down. <laughs> yeah, I just, ate, I just had some popcorn. Pretty much. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, guys. Hey, we're going to get out of here. Uh, really good episode. Obviously got to uh, get it off my chest about how Dallas is just, uh, yeah, they're pretty much their season's over. So I'm pretty sure I'm the only fan base that is like, yep, yeah, we'll see you guys next year. But um, everybody else, um, take care of yourselves. Uh, Dan and I will be here Wednesday to discuss uh, a little bit of fantasy and kind of break down our week two 
uh, picks for the NFL season. Uh, All right, so guys, before we before we log off, the score of my fantasy game against my brother, it's my brother is at one fourteen point eight eight. I'm at one thirteen point two. Oh, if he doesn't fumble that damn ball, I'm in the lead. <laughs> yeah, I'm at so, I'm at one one. I'm at one hundred twelve point two. And he's got 112.42. So, like, I mean, it's a nail-biter. It could be a situation where somehow, some way, Seattle controls the clock for six more minutes. <laughs> I don't get anything. Yep, same here. Dude, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine? I might just finish up watching Cobra Kai and, you know, I'll let oh. the game play out. How was that, by the way? How was that season? I'm through. I'm about to enter episode eight, and I am thoroughly enjoying it. Awesome, man! I had to watch that. I I haven't seen season five yet. Yeah, and no, I finally got time to actually sit down. So, yeah, but um, all right, man. Hey, I'm gonna jump off here, guys. Thank you so much for uh, listening to this. Um, just as uh, we always throw this word out here, if you if you listen to the whole hour plus of this. Uh, the the key word for this week is uh, Dallas. I'll, I'll just go and say I was that. actually that's creepy. I was gonna say Dallas. Dallas. Dallas is the word. So if you if you watch the whole listen to the whole thing, text one of us. Well, then, uh, hey, we'll know you listen to it. But again, guys, thank you so much, and um, we will see you guys on uh, Wednesday. Adios.